Hello and welcome to another episode, another season of Just Some Magic Podcast. If you don't know already, I am your host, Morgan. And here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme park. You guys, it is season two. Oh my gosh, we've already done 50 episodes and this is the 51. I had to bring it back with my favorite fandom. Marvel. Woohoo. I'm so excited. And in honor of Black Widow being in theaters finally, like a year plus later, I thought we would do a Black Widow themed episode. So today I have my dear friend Carolyn on who is just as much of a Marvel fan as I am, if not more. And she talks all about her love of Marvel and her really cool thing that she got to do for Black Widow. So I can't wait. And since we are back, we have some listener stories sent in by some awesome cosplayers that got to do this really exclusive thing in New York and London. So be sure to stick around to the very end of the episode to hear that. I am so excited to be back and I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to my show. It truly means the world to me and get to spread magic and happiness to all of you. But without further ado, here's the episode. I am so excited. I'm always excited for guests to come on, but I'm most excited because I get to talk about a fandom I don't get to talk about too much. And today's guest, we have Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. How are you today? I am good, Morgan. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about something that you and I both love that within the Disney community, like it, the, that fandom is definitely growing. Do you want to share with the listeners what we're talking about today? Yes, we are talking about Marvel. And I talk about this all the time. I don't think Marvel gets the love it deserves. I feel like it's like it does so well and some people love it, but it's like Disney's like redheaded stepchild in a sense because like we're just now <laughs> getting Avengers, Avengers Campus and everyone's all into Star Wars. And I'm like, like Star Wars is cool, but Marvel is yes. my jam. So we are going to talk Marvel today, and I'm so excited. Yes, I'm the same way. Like, I thought Galaxy Edge was great. The movies were fine. But I have, like, loved Marvel so much more than Star Wars. And I mm-hmm. feel like last year with The Mandalorian and everything, like, Star Wars was definitely – it was the year of Star Wars. This year, it's the year of Marvel. We got yes. WandaVision. Um, we're currently, at the time of the recording, we're getting into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got Loki and Black Widow coming up. So it's mm. great. It's, yes. it's it's the year of Marvel for sure. And with Avengers Campus opening up. So happy for all of it. It felt like such a dry spell for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, my Marvel heart is very happy this year that we get just so much and that we're going to continue to get so much more from them. I love it. And how long have you been a Marvel fan? So funny enough, it's really only been, um, I'm trying to think back, like 2018-ish. So I, you know, just by happenstance, never really saw the Marvel films kind of like as they were coming out. Um, I was dating someone who wasn't really into like superhero films. So when we went to watch something, that was not his first choice. So I just kind Mm -hmm. of deferred to, to, to him. 
you know, we, we broke up and things ended. And around the time that they decided to switch Guardians of the Tower of Terror over to Guardians, that was about the time that I started to kind of, you know, start watching some of the films. Guardians was actually the first film I remember seeing. And I loved it. It was one of, one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, how have I like taken this long to watch this movie? It's so awesome. I love that they have a raccoon and a tree. And I think that they're like, <laughs> they, they are my favorite characters in the MCU. I, Rocket is Aww. hands down my favorite. I love him so yes. much. And so then they opened the ride and Thor Ragnarok came out. And that was, that's this one that I really second remember like seeing and being like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And I knew Infinity War was coming and I was like, okay, I'm going to rewatch all of the films chronologically, starting from Captain America, the first Avenger, and then going all the way through. And I think at that point it was like a 2018 film. I don't remember the count at the time, mm-hmm. but I watched all of them leading up to Infinity War and Endgame. I fell in love with the story, fell in love with the characters. I just love all of them so much. And then obviously, you know, the phenomenon that is Infinity War an end game where you just become so invested in the stories um, and the Russo brothers and how they told those. And since then, it's just been my, my love of Marvel has only grown as they continue to like craft these amazing stories. That is wonderful. I It's so funny because I haven't talked about my Marvel fandom on the show, but mine kind of started the same year as yours. I was with somebody that said oh marvel's dumb we like dc over here and i'm like okay well i don't really know any better so sure and the reason i wanted to learn more about it i saw ragnarok and like that was such a good fun movie mm-hmm. and i even though it is the third thor movie i feel like it's a good introduction like you don't have to know too much before or after like you'll still get it and enjoy it mm-hmm. and have a good time but meeting the characters in disneyland or specifically california adventure i just had such a good good time talking with them and like meeting them I was like I want to know more about you so I can have more elaborate conversations about your character your storyline and then I did the same thing as you as went chronologically and my homework was to get all of it done before Infinity War and I did it and it was great so we kind of had very similar stories in our to our Marvel fandom I love that and I the characters in the park are so fun as well I think I know you know they can't know everything but it's so fun to go and interact with them and they bring in characters as the movies are coming out and for like Infinity War and Endgame there were just so many of them out and about and they just kind of like walk and talk and they also interact with each other which I think is really unique sometimes you don't see that with the other characters but like Mm -hmm. sometimes like Loki will walk up to like Captain America and like do I I can't think I was standing there one time and that was just like a fun interaction just to watch like them have as cast members who are playing these characters and it just really helps helps I think build up that that Marvel world that it's all like connected still oh for sure I love them like crossing over to each other because like I've seen you know Fantasyland characters talk to each other but they typically don't know each other in the realm of everything where Marvel like they cross their other movies and stuff like that like I loved I think Black Widow because she had her Jeep when she first arrived to the park but then she kind of became a regular and Captain America was on the Avengers Jeep and she goes yeah he needs it he's like really old and I'm like dead oh my god Black (laughs) Widow I love you (laughs) like I thought that was so great like it was so wonderful yeah and those are some of the most fun character interactions I think I've Mm -hmm. like ever had whenever I meet a Marvel character they're just 
They're just so, so fun. And do you want to share for those Disney World fans that are listening that don't really get any of the Marvel characters over there? Do you want to share how many Marvel characters were at California Adventure on the Disneyland side? Oh my gosh. I think it depends on the day. I think consistently they always have Captain yeah. <laughs> Marvel and Captain America. There we go. Like Both caps. <laughs> Both caps. Captain Marvel, Captain America. Uh, Black Panther is almost always out. There's a Guardians like dance off. So Star Lord and Gamora are out fairly regularly mm-hmm. as well as Groot. Uh, and then when they have kind of the films coming, they will have Thor and Loki and Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and oh, Spider Man is always out. He's Spider Man, yes. Black Widow, Hawkeye, the Dora Milaje. And I know that we're supposed to be getting Ant-Man and Wasp and Iron Man with the new Avengers campus. So they really go all out and bring all of these characters to life. I would love to get a Scarlet Witch. Like that would be probably my oh. new dream like meetup, uh, like yes. character meet and greet would be a Scarlet Witch one. But yeah, they really go all out with kind of bringing all of the characters in to California Adventure. Oh, definitely. It's very immersive. Like if you're not a Marvel fan, I feel like you will become a Marvel fan if you hang out enough and get to spend time with the characters because they are so good and so fun and everything. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying about Scarlet Witch is, okay, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little biased because I've loved Scarlet Witch since I first became a Marvel fan. Like all the other ones are great, but I've always loved Wanda, Scarlet Witch, the whole nine yards. And when Disney Plus announced that they were doing this and this and this Marvel TV series, you know, it was Falcon the Winter Soldier was supposed to be first. And then WandaVision, I was looking forward to WandaVision. Everybody else was talking about every other thing, but I wanted WandaVision. Now everybody's on the WandaVision train and I'm like, no, I've been the conductor <laughs> of this train for quite a long time. I, I love her the most, even when she didn't have her epic cool costume, which I love her finale costume. Mm, oh my same. gosh. I want them to make it in adult sizes for sure. I've been looking on Etsy because I definitely want to do that at some point. And they Mm -hmm. have like cosplay outfits. So I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all out and do it. But I agree. Wanda is one of those characters who really grew on me, um, especially in Mm -hmm. like rewatching the films. Um, I've always Mm -hmm. liked her and I thought she's great. But as we've continued the story, I've grown to love her so much more. And then like when they announced WandaVision, like because the concept sounded so interesting Everyone, yeah. when they announced all the projects, like, what are you most excited for? I'm like, I don't know. I honestly, like, I have trouble picking which one I'm most excited about because I'm most mm-hmm. excited for all of them. But just because the concept sounded so unique and so different and so not like anything Marvel's ever done before. I was like, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Falcon the Winter Soldier. But I love, like, Wanda is now one of my favorite characters. Like, words can't describe how much I love her after WandaVision. And I'm really excited to see where everything goes from here. I think I'm probably most excited, especially after WandaVision, to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and how they incorporate Wanda into that. And if they're going to go into the multiverse, I feel like we've been getting teased with the multiverse for a couple movies and it it coming, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm very, very excited to see how all of that plays out. Oh, definitely. I know. I feel like for like you're just your casual fan. You do need like Jimmy Woo whiteboard style, like trying to figure things out. (laughs) Love Jimmy Woo. I wish there was more. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we could do a whole WandaVision episode and like talking about like, you know, Darcy and Monica and Jimmy Woo. Like, yes, they just 
they, they just they need they needed some more oomph to the ending like oh i was they'll all be back i know i was reading like with that that because of the pandemic and their time crunch like get it out they had to cut some stuff from the finale and i was like oh no i I would have been happy to wait an extra like two weeks just so you could finish that (laughs) like as much as i wanted right they had such a build-up for monica and i was so excited to see what she could do and like yes she protects the kids fantastic but i wanted her to kick butt and I know she probably needs time to, like, learn her new powers and whatnot. And, you know, it's not up to the level of witches and everything with Wanda. But I, I just, you know, I wanted her to do something awesome. And, like, ugh. But ugh, we could keep going about it. <laughs> I agree. I'm sure we'll see that. And I'm not sure if she's going to be in Miss Marvel. But she'll definitely be in Captain Marvel, too. And so oh, I'm definitely. sure we'll see her and Carol use their powers and do all kinds of fun stuff. But I'm oh, very interested to see all of Monica's abilities. Oh, for sure. But before we jump into the questions, would you like to give a little teaser of your magical moment in your story you're going to share today? Yeah. So today we are going to talk about my experience at D23 and seeing the very, I think Comic-Con saw it before D23, but seeing the first footage for the new Black Widow, the upcoming Black Widow movie, which we are finally getting. I'm so excited about that. Um, But so yeah, we'll dive into that in a minute. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so to jump into some questions, we're going to veer off Marvel just for just for a little bit, guys. Don't worry. Um, But we're going to ask you some fun questions and then jump into some Marvel questions. But the first question I always ask everybody is, why do you love Disney? I mean, I love Disney, the park specifically, because it's a place that you can go to kind of escape from, you know, whatever realities might be happening in your life. And there's just, especially I think with Disneyland, there's just very special magic that is there because Walt had his hand on so many things. And even if it's just going for like an hour or two to, you know, grab a bite to eat at one of the restaurants or sitting on Main Street and just kind of like taking it all in. For me, there's just this very special magic that's there that it like fills my soul in a way. And it lets you kind of move away from whatever might be happening in the outside world, even if it's just for a few hours. And growing up with the films, I I love them and I have so many like special memories associated with Disney and going to Walt Disney World as a as a kid uh, for the 25th anniversary. And then I do also just love all the stories that they they tell, especially recently with not being afraid to kind of like dig deep into things with like Frozen and Frozen 2. And I just love, love everything that they do so much. Awesome. That's so great. And which parks have you visited? So you and I met at Disneyland in California, Mm -hmm. naturally. Yeah, so I have been to Disneyland and Disneyland California Adventure. Those are my home parks. And then I have been to all four of the Walt Disney World parks. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to travel internationally, but Disneyland Paris and Tokyo and Shanghai and Hong Kong are high on my travel list for when the world reopens oh definitely and which one would you want to do first Mm, I it's so hard to pick because I know they're all kind of in stages of like construction but Mm -hmm. I feel like I really really want to go to the art of Marvel hotel at Paris obviously so that would probably be my first spot to hit and then I would probably wait to go to like Tokyo and Hong Kong and I would actually probably do all three of those in like one big massive like two week long trip and just hit them all at once 
That would be incredible. I mean, you're already out there and the flight is quite long. So mm-hmm. you might as well just do it all in one shot. That would be an epic trip for sure. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Mm. I definitely am going to have to say it's probably a mix between like Elsa and Vanellope von Schweetz. Um, Vanellope has kind of that like weird quirkiness that I have a lot of times, but Elsa, um, she and I, I feel like on the kind of like an emotional like level, she's the character that I relate to the most and kind of everything that she's gone through in her journey to, you know, become herself and find herself. Um, and that resonates so much with me. So it's probably like a little bit of both of those characters. Cute. I love that. And my last Disney related question is what is your dream ride to get stuck on? Because you're an avid mm-hmm. Disneyland fan and you, you're you an a- annual pass holder and you go all the time. So we're always – us crazy ones want to get stuck on a ride. <laughs> um, I, like, feel like getting stuck on Guardians would be – Guardians is my favorite ride. I feel like that would be fun to get stuck on. But also I always love getting stuck on the Haunted Mansion. Like the Haunted Mansion, especially in, like, that ballroom scene, just anywhere you can get stuck on the Haunted yes. Mansion really is probably one of my favorites. Just because there's always something there that you can, like, look at. I feel like with Guardians it might be a little boring. Like they bring the lights up and they wouldn't have anything going on so you're just stuck in a cage but at least yeah. with haunted mansion you have something to like you know see look and kind at of keep in front yeah. yeah keep in front of you and then if you they walked you through the queue um to evacuate like that would be incredible mm. for sure <laughs> yeah i've never been evac'd from a ride but yeah i feel like that would be like really cool oh at my some gosh. point uh- this is still on the Marvel topic, but Marvel over here and the East Coast is over at Universal. That's a whole long discussion in and of itself. <laughs> but I, I just got evac'd off of Spider-Man for the first time, which is like half screens, half physical sets. And it was really cool. I'm turning on the show lights and seeing the track and they got us out of the vehicle, but they had to like depressurize it, I guess I'll say. And it was like, like it was like a good, like two minutes of them, like it moving back and forth to then get it to a comfortable spot for them to like be able to open the doors and let us out and whatnot. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. I feel like that one would be kind of cool to get stuck on because there are so many cool, like, like you said, like props and like set pieces within it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be cool to see like the back end. It's kind of like when uh, you get stuck on Space Mountain and they have to turn the lights on and you see how close you are to all of the like uh, other tracks and you're like, oh, yes. I don't know if I want to ride this ever again. <laughs> I am never lifting my arms up on this ride ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, keep them close. At least my arms are short. So yes, yes. <laughs> Keep your elbows in, duck down, knees up. (laughs) Right? Crown to a little ball. Yes. Okay. Transitioning into Marvel questions. You kind of already answered Mm -hmm. this earlier, but what is your favorite way to rewatch the MCU chronologically or in order of release date? I do love watching it chronologically. That's actually the only way I've watched the films. I mean, I've watched, you know, some of them like here and there as one-offs, but watching it in its entirety, I do watch it chronologically. And I just think that it's kind of the way I would recommend watching it because 
even though they were all very separate when they were created, just the way it all really flows together so well, I feel like is so amazing to just watch and experience that. But maybe I'll go back and watch it in like order of release date one day to see how I like that viewing order. I completely agree with you. I do the same way. And especially I feel like if you're a new Marvel fan, you're just getting into it. Chronologically is definitely the way to go. And I feel like it's like level two Marvel fans to go and watch an order of release date because you already know what's connected to mm-hmm. each other and if you watch an order release date for the first time it might not make sense or you'll be like oh yeah. that was important from this movie and it's like there's a lot of like you said <laughs> jimmy woo the uh, bulletin board <laughs> type <laughs> spreadsheet and stuff <laughs> oh my goodness okay exactly if you could be a sidekick to any avenger who would it be and it could be anybody <laughs> Oh, this is this is a good one. I feel like it's tough because you got to take into consider their personality and what their powers are. And like, do you necessarily want to yeah. be around that person all day? <laughs> I know. I feel like I'd probably want to be like Thor's sidekick because Thor is really fun. And I feel mm-hmm. like he would make any adventure just like, you know, 20 times more fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would be Thor with cap probably being like a close second because he's just like such a great leader he is and then if you're with thor like he's a god like i would feel pretty safe around him (laughs) like he's pretty much gonna be any earthly type creatures you know (laughs) once you get into the other realms of gods i'd be like i'm gonna call in sick today (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) right yeah but i feel i feel like thor would be a fun like travel buddy Oh, definitely. And then on your off times, you guys would play video games and <laughs> was mm-hmm. it Noob Nat Master 69 and he'll defend <laughs> you and whatnot. Right. That's we'll great. just, you know, drink some beer and eat some pizza. Sounds perfect. <laughs> okay. Which MCU character would you want to spend a whole park day with from open to park close? Mm. Again, probably Thor because he would have so much fun. He like, would. He would just. He would just want to ride all the rides and eat all the things and just have so much enthusiasm, which I would really enjoy because I love when people get excited about the park. So I feel like Thor would be my ideal park companion for a day. Oh, oh definitely. And I feel like he would even like get dressed up too. Like he'd be okay with like he wouldn't put up too much of a fuss wearing like matching t-shirts or you know Disney bounding <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. No. He would totally want his own set of ears. <laughs> It'd be funny if you put like sparkly ones or something like that. Would be great. He would, yeah, he would. He would have the sparkly ears. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now I kind of want this to happen in real life, <laughs> right? So say, just go to the park with Chris Hemsworth. I'm sure it would happen. Yes. Oh, stop. Oh gosh. Okay. And <laughs> I know. So you know all the movies. You've seen all the movies, correct? Yes. Have you read any of the comics? Uh, I've read some of the comics. I kind of like hop back and forth when I have time. I do try and read some of them, but I'm not like an avid comic book reader. Gotcha. Gotcha. I feel like with all of the references in WandaVision and Falcon, the Winter Soldier, like it kind of makes us, us true Marvel fans really want to like learn more about the comics and deep dive or listen to YouTube videos of them explaining like, oh, this and this and that and whatever, like that the comics have but the movies don't quite yet have so I think it's great yeah I watch lots of YouTube videos just because I don't I'm sure if I read a comic it would probably take as much time as watching a YouTube video but I can like watch YouTube videos like while I work just have them on in the background so I'll do that sometimes where I'll 
get some additional like comic book knowledge from you know YouTube videos which I I enjoy if I had more time I'm sure I would take more of a deep dive into it but especially with some of the things that are coming up like I did read some of the new Jane uh, like Lady Thor comics and then some of the Eternals too because I'm very interested kind of about those storylines and what they're going to do with them and how they're going to play into the current universe so that is so exciting oh my gosh I'll I'll definitely need to pick your brain about those when if there's ever a question coming up for sure (laughs) which Marvel villain do you love to hate the most Mm, that's a good one the Marvel villains aren't like I'm trying to take over the world or like oh I don't want to say take over the world they're not like I'm here for power and money like they have like deep meanings of like you know Thanos mm-hmm. with like you know we're we're killing the earth and we need to cut out half the population like he's not totally wrong but his <laughs> way about it isn't the best way like you know stuff like that like it's really interesting yes Yeah, I think kind of the phase one and phase two villains were more like that, where it's like, let's take over the world. We want power. Mm -hmm. Um, And as the MCU has kind of gone along, the, you know, villains of each film or TV show have much more complex motivations for why they're doing what they're doing. But I think... I guess Loki's not really a villain anymore, but in like the early MCU when Loki was like a villain and a trickster, he's just so good at it. So I, I'm probably going to say Loki because he's like, you like love him and you hate him I and he's like kind of funny and he's like sassy. Um, and now he's kind of going back to his villain ways in the show. So I'm you know, I'm probably, I'm probably going to say Loki is my favorite yeah. villain. He's very fun, especially to meet in the parks too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Which costume, weapon, power would you want to have? And you can mix and match between the characters. Okay. So costume is most definitely Scarlet Witch from the finale episode of WandaVision. I, of that is probably my new favorite mcu costume ever i'm not sure what i would pick actually i actually really dig gamora's um kind of ensemble uh in infinity war so like i probably would have said that before wandavision but i absolutely adore her new costume so that that would be that uh power um again i'm probably gonna go with wanda just because i think it her power is obviously this like unlimitedness and we still have so much more to like know about it but it seems like she can do everything and it's very like Elsa hands too so I just mm -hmm. I would pick her her power and what were the other ones um which weapon would you like to have and then also I didn't say this in the beginning but where would you want to live okay so weapon a personality and where would I want to live um I would probably want to live probably in Wakanda. I feel like Wakanda is like a really cool place to live. Um, Weapon. I'm not sure about the weapon, actually. I I think Bucky's arm is really cool, but I'm not sure I would want that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I would like to keep my own arm and just slide this other arm on it. (laughs) Right. Maybe we'll go with Mjolnir. Like, I feel like Mjolnir is an awesome weapon. And then uh, personality. Hmm. That's like, that's a, that's like a tough one. 
they're all very different they're all so different like I feel like it's probably like a combination of some of them but let's probably let me like a little bit of like Wanda and like Gamora with maybe a little bit of like Carol Danvers in there Ooh. with maybe a little bit of like Steve Rogers so it's like a combination of all of them with maybe like a pinch of like Star-Lord so yes. yeah and what would you want to take <laughs> from each of them specifically like Star-Lord probably his humor I'm assuming and epic dance yeah. moves <laughs> Yeah, so, like, Star-Lord's, like, got that, like, fun, like, you know, loves music kind of, like, side. Wanda, just with her, like, strength and processing of grief. And then, again, Gamora with just her kind of, like, resilience and, you know, able to kind of, like, get through things, but also then becoming more vulnerable and open as the films go along. And obviously with Steve, you know, just his, like, strength of character and who he is and what he stands for and just Mm -hmm. being so steadfast in his beliefs. Um, And then kind of, like, similar with Carol where she, you know, moves through that trauma and is still, like, very resilient and strong at the end of it and just kind of, you know, owns who she is by the time we end her film. So, yeah, it's kind of like taking some of those elements from all of the characters and mashing them into one. Well, thank you so much for answering all of those questions. I I like to ask questions that make you think. Yeah, they're fun. But now I'll let you take it away and share one of your most magical moments involving Marvel. Yes. Okay, so setting the scene, if you're not familiar with D23, it is Disney's, uh, I believe it would be biannual, it happens every two-ish years, I know it's off now because of COVID, Um, but roughly, you know, every two years, Disney basically has a big convention type setting where uh, fans of Disney can go. Um, It is typically, I believe, in the Anaheim Convention Center. So it is three days of just all of the Disney things. So they have tons of booths where you can shop and, you know, set up like different like meet and greets. So it's very much, I don't know if anyone's ever been to like a Comic-Con, but it would probably be kind of like similar in that respect where there's lots of different booths you can go to. So like Marvel, Pixar, Disney Animation, um, pretty much kind of like all of the big studio, you know, head divisions within Disney, all have their own booths. There's like some smaller booths. Like I said, there's lots of shopping exclusive merch. So people love it because people love exclusive Disney merch. So crazy, the shopping that happens there. But in addition to all of the expo floor items, they also have three days worth of panels. So these panels can be smaller where, you know, there's not as many people in them and they may cover like the park history or like one that I went to was the basically the art of like Disney costuming where they spent like an hour talking about Disney costumes and kind of the process that they went through for archiving them and saving them and then doing this whole like photo book for people to purchase eventually. But it would, they have a whole host of options. I actually went to a really cool Marvel comics one um, as well, but um, with their their larger expo panels, those ones are much harder to get into, and they typically run the gamut between they have a Disney Plus panel, they have a Parks panel, and then they have uh, their Films panel. And so in those panels, they talk about 
all the upcoming things that are coming out. So for Disney Plus, they talked about all the Marvel shows and then all the other content that was coming to Disney Plus. For the Parks panel, they talked about new things that were coming to the park, things they could expect, changes. I know they discussed the Magic Happens Parade at the D23 Expo. So it's really a place where fans can come and kind of get an inside look at these things that Disney has up and coming. And a lot of these things are actually really in like the early stages of development. So it's kind of interesting if you can get into these panels, the content that you kind of see and can see the process for Disney and how they do things. So for the films panel specifically, that is the kind of big the hottest panel to get into. Everyone wants to get in it. Like I said, it's because they will show you kind of exclusive content, things before anyone else sees it. Some of the things are actually eventually released to the public. Like when we went, we saw the uh, into the uh, the full Into the Unknown song from Frozen 2 a year and a half before the film was actually released. So like, it's just a very, very cool experience for getting to see these things um, kind of well before the the general public. But getting into that panel, man, that was that was crazy. So like with any Disney thing, you will get your tickets to an event. And this, I think, was the first year that Disney did this. But they decided to do a thing called Stage Pass where you can get basically a pass to guarantee you'll get into the panel. Like with every Disney thing, those went like hotcakes. Um, but my friend, thankfully, was able to get one for herself and have a guest. So we knew that we were going to get into that panel, but we still had to get there super early in the morning to line up. Um, so we got there. We lined up in this like underground line, and they eventually funneled people in there. I think we waited like three hours in the line. But there are people that like waited overnight to do it. So we had oh, no. um, friends who they were there camped out all night. Go underground and wait. Like, I think I've seen videos of that. It was like. Yeah. But so people were camping out for like overnight. Like I said, those Disney dudes who we were both friends with, they were there. Like I got there at like, I don't know. 10 or 11 the night before and slept there, which is like so crazy. but people will do that to get into these big bigger ticket panels and so we got in the security for going into these panels is absolutely crazy you can't have your phone you basically have to put it in a bag turn it completely off and have it you know in a bag in your backpack and you can't take it out the entire time if you do you'll get kicked out of the the whole expo um panel so yeah it's it's so crazy but they don't want anything to get out so you know it's disney so we go in we get our seat i think we got into the panel maybe like 10 or 15 minutes before it actually started um we were in a seat kind of to the right of the main stage so we had like a pretty good view but it, i don't know we were just so so excited because mm -hmm. uh you know until you're kind of in the space you don't really think it's gonna happen because you know there could still be the possibility that the spaces fill up and they can't let you in but so once we were in the room was when we like really started to feel excited and then Disney started the presentation so again this panel was for all of the upcoming films so everything from Marvel Studios Star Wars um, Disney live action, Disney animation and Pixar. So they had five studios to kind of go through and show you 
everything that was kind of, you know, upcoming for that. So they started with Marvel, which I was very, very excited about. Kevin Feige came out and, you know, introduced, I think they started with the cast of the Eternals. So they brought the entire cast out for that. Well, not the entire cast, but like kind of the main cast out for that. They announced that uh, Kit Harington and Gemma Chan were joining the cast, which I am so excited about. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fans. So the fact that uh, Jon Snow and Rob Stark are in a Marvel movie together just makes me so so incredibly happy. <laughs> After that, uh, they brought out Ryan Coulier, who is the director of Black Panther and Black Panther 2. They announced that Black Panther 2 is coming and <laughs> they did this like weird thing where he's like, well, can we, can we tell them this? And Ryan Coulier was like, no. And he's like, well, can we tell them this? And he's like, no. He's like, well, <laughs> what can we tell them? And it was just the release date. We're like, dude, that's like, so that's weird. such a tease that's <laughs> such a tease it was it was horrible we're like oh like you they like you can't tell us the name you can't tell us the villain you can't you can't read us the first sentence of the treatment that you did okay like why are you even here but then after that, we got the kind of biggest Marvel tease, which was for Black Widow. So since they were filming that at the time, typically what they do at the uh, panels is they bring out the cast. And if they have something to kind of be able to talk about with that, they'll kind of discuss that for a few minutes on the stage. And then everyone will, you know, kind of go away and they'll show you a clip. But since they didn't have the cast there because they were filming the movie, um, we got a really cute little like intro from Scarlett Johansson. Florence Pugh and oh my gosh I'm not David I don't remember his last name the guy from Stranger Things who plays Red Guardian um I'm not blanking on his last name right now but they did like a little intro just saying how you know grateful they are for the Disney fans and how excited they are to finally be making this movie and sharing it with all of us and then we did get an extended preview of the film, which was eventually released to the public in kind of the first trailer for Black Widow. But I just remember Black Widow is actually, she's a character that I, I don't really have any strong feelings towards either way. I don't really like her in the first couple Iron Man films, but as the films progress, I really have enjoyed her character arc. Um, and her sacrifice in Endgame. So when they announced Black Widow, I was like, okay, like this could be cool. I'm interested to learn more about her. But this was really the first trailer that I saw that really like got me excited for the film and to learn more about her and kind of like where she's from and what she's revisiting. And I just remember they showed kind of that extended fight choreography with her and her sister. I'm still not sure if they're like blood sisters or if they're just, you know, quotation mark sisters. I, I really want to figure out like what the dynamic is because I love Florence Pugh as an actress and I'm like, I want to be Florence Pugh. Like Black Widow is amazing, but I want to, I want to understand like, that's the most thing I'm curious about is I want to understand their dynamic. <laughs> yes. So I know I'm so curious. So uh, they showed that extended clip, which was just the action beats were just really like intense and visceral. And then they went into that kind of extended trailer where they, you know, showed kind of all those cool like scenes that with her, you know, like fighting in the sky and doing all of that. And then getting the first kind of glimpse of the taskmaster in that when he's like mimicking her crouch. And I just remember just actually like feeling like, the, yes. like it's, it's like when you get like chills and the electric like type feeling in your body. Like that was the first time I felt really, really excited about the film. Um, and about where it was going um and then it ended and we moved on to all of the other films but 
I just remember, I, I'm just always forever thankful that I had the opportunity to be in that panel just because we got to see so many cool things. Like we saw Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Um, but I feel like getting to see kind of like those moments, early moments for Black Widow were just really so exciting and, you know, seeing the future of the MCU kind of after Endgame and Far From Home. Oh, for sure. And Black Widow is like it's nice to get that a strong female character gets her own movie like I know as the time in the order of pandemic things are a little out of order but you know Wanda has her own TV show which is wonderful and fantastic show but now Black Widow is getting her own individual movie because all the other guys got two or three movies I know Hawkeye hasn't but like you know and Hawkeye's gonna get his own TV show eventually but you know Black Widow needs her own movie <laughs> it's about time yeah I know. I agree. And I know that was what so many fans have been wanting for years. And I kind of understand why Marvel did start with kind of your your core group of your three guys. And I think it's one of the exciting things now is they're like, well, we've done that. So we don't have to do that again. We can mm-hmm. move on with all of these other stories. And I, I absolutely love that they have such a strong female focus in like the upcoming like film slate. Like it feels very like balanced in terms of the characters they're presenting to us and bringing to us um and I just, I love it so much oh for sure and Captain Marvel was such a good movie as well and strong female lead and it was very successful and so I like that they're like you said playing into diversity and um branching out and doing new things other than you know your core three and with all their little movies and whatnot I don't say the little movies but all their movies <laughs> no like I said I think it's great and I think you know that's obviously the foundation of the MCU but they do such a good job of being diverse and being inclusive and I think that is such a huge focus for them in this next phase but I also talk about I've talked about this with friends I think the thing I love about Marvel is like they're diverse but not in a way where it's like we're just being diverse for diverse sake yeah it's like they're like gen they're creating these characters from and I think it it's because I think everyone who works at Marvel just loves the the comic content so much so you know they're not just creating Black Panther because it's like oh we need a black superhero it's like they're making Black Panther because they love Black Panther and they want to put this character out there so other people can love it and I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why Marvel is so successful compared to like DC or some of the other, you know, even even some of the other Marvel shows or movies that have been made in the past. I think that is kind of one of the things that really sets the cinematic universe apart. Oh, definitely. And specifically Black Panther, like that took us to a whole nother world of the MCU and it was so beautiful and so well done and Mm -hmm. different characters and dynamics and like the technology. I'm like, whoa, man, like Tony Stark's great and all, but look at this Wakandan technology. Like this is cool. Like I love when Shuri later on meets the Avengers and she's like talking to Bruce Banner who's like you know the smartest of the smart and she's like oh well why didn't you just do this and I'm like oh my god she made Bruce Banner look so dumb like I love it like I know so it's so great I, yeah because I just watched Infinity War last night and I just love that part she's like she's like well you did the best you could and I'm like girl love it like, love, love it love her so much okay and so again at the time of this recording do you think that Shuri will appear in Falcon and the Winter Soldier because right now the Dora Milaje has 
appeared and returned and kicking butt and they're great. <laughs> but do you think Sherry right? might show up? Uh, I don't or know. I always, I, that's always one of the things that I feel like because we've had such a span of time in between our MCU content, like people have had a year and a half to speculate. And I think, cause I heard people yes. have, you know, kind of a critical response to WandaVision. And it's like, well, Mephisto didn't show up and this didn't happen. And Dr. Yes. Strange didn't show up. And I'm like, okay, can, can we just take a step back? That's not the story they were telling. I know we all want this. And I also think like Paul Bettany didn't help when he's like, I get to work with an actor I've always wanted to work with. And he was just talking about himself. <laughs> Oh, that's what he meant by the, oh my god! Yeah, what but a people tease. then were like, he's like, oh, is Benedict Cumberbatch going to be in it? Does he get to like work with uh, Doctor Strange? And like, so it it you know we've kind of had these like very long periods of time to fuel all of these like rumors and ideas and things. And so I always kind of go into them being like, okay, it, it would be really cool if someone shows up if it doesn't happen I'm not gonna be really sad but um I think it, I think it would be cool if Shuri shows up I'm not gonna like <laughs> bang too much on it because then I'll get disappointed yes. it's like people are like oh my gosh Chris Evans is gonna show up in an episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier and you know do something I'm like okay I'm, I'm not gonna hold my breath for that one but if it does yes. I, I will lose my mind I yes a thousand I'm right there with you <laughs> yeah so it'd be great if Shuri shows up um I'm more just excited to see in Black Panther 2 obviously now that you know Chadwick is no longer with us kind of where the story goes and how they expand with her on that and you know maybe we'll see Bucky and Wakanda maybe sure will show up who knows I I feel like the over speculation like just leads to disappointment so I try not to do that too much yeah that's totally fair. I agree with you a thousand percent. Oh, I'm excited to see where all of they're just doing so good. I was a little nervous about this new phase now that certain heroes aren't going to be a part of it as as much or at all. And I already think they're doing a phenomenal job. So I have full faith in them that they're they a they know what they're doing because they love the comics. And then b just like they're just they're just a great show. Just all great. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Well, thank you, Carolyn, so much for coming on and talking all about Marvel with me and sharing your magical moment of getting to see the Black Widow trailer before anybody else did. That was so fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. listener stories that you the fan sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab this story is from sarah b near the end of june i was contacted by someone who worked for marvel she was looking for local cosplayers who had Black Widow costumes to attend the world premiere fan event in New York City next week, and someone had recommended me as a good choice. I enthusiastically agreed, and my friend and I drove up the next week on a two-hour drive to see the movie a full two weeks before it would be released in theaters. I didn't know what to expect. 
but I walked into a high security red carpet event with a large Black Widow billboard's kin cameraman and a red backlit Black Widow symbol large enough to walk into for photos and a state-of-the-art experience at the AMC Lincoln Square 13 just outside of Times Square. The energy and excitement were nearly palpable and the entire theater went wild when David Harbour, one of the main actors of the movie, stepped on stage to address the crowd. The movie itself was more than anything I could ever hope to be. I laughed, I cried, I laughed again and again. The entire theater was cheering, sobbing, and laughing right along with me. Afterwards, I made some real connections and friendships with like-minded, down-to-earth costumers since the COVID isolation. It was a magical night, I had never been to a premiere showing before, and it was the best movie experience I'd ever had. I would do it again in a heartbeat. This story is from Tess. I'm based in London and have been officially cosplaying since March of 2018. I started because I had this creative energy, fandoms I absolutely love, and discovered this amazing new way to express myself. Since then, I had made some amazing new friends in the community, attending every UK convention I could before the pandemic, and I will continue to do so once it's safe for them to reopen. Marvel has always meant the world to me. And when a friend of mine invited me to this year's mystery event in London, a week before the Black Widow movie release date, I knew exactly what it was and I genuinely couldn't contain myself. I was in tears. I've cosplayed two versions of Black Widow so far, the Avengers suit and the movie White Suit. However, I was asked to appear as Captain America Civil War Black Widow. So as you can imagine, I got crafting instantly. I altered my Avengers suit for accuracy, styled the wig, and made my baton from scratch using reference images from the film. The event itself was amazing. The group of massively talented cosplayers I attended with and I had a photo shoot around London prior. So as you can imagine, our energy was all the way and we were super excited to see the movie. When we arrived, we had a photo shoot on the red carpet alongside the movie promotional art inside and amazing photo booths in the cinema had set up for us fans. And then not only did we see the film, but we got to see Florence Pugh in person and hear her thoughts on it. I absolutely loved the film. I watched it alongside five other Black Widows, and there were so many tears and laughs. And to top it off, since then, we've seen our pictures and videos all over social media, even on the Marvel UK Instagram and Twitter. The whole thing is surreal, but so, so amazing. I'll happily do it over again, and I'll be seeing Black Widow again on Wednesday, July 7th. I want to thank Carolyn, Tess, and Sarah for all sharing their stories on the show. It truly means the world to me. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you do like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. It truly helps support this podcast and it absolutely means the world to me. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We are just some magic. And if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday. Again, it is season two. We got some amazing stories for you guys. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to them all. But until next time, bye. Bye.